0: Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear.
1: Today's gospel lesson comes from John chapter 20. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, And the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts. Be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. How are you today, friends? Weeks into this pandemic, in a world that feels like everything we know has changed. When I've asked this question this week, I'm hearing different answers for some, They sense a spirit filled with gratitude for what they do have, more focused on what is really important. Others say they're afraid or lonely, restless, scared, scared about job security, about our economy, about our health. We're worried about those we love. Most people, like I am, are some combination of all of those things. This week, I find myself particularly weary, and increasingly so. Reality has changed on us in dramatic ways. I think that I naively thought, well, we'll settle into this new routine, this new normal, uh, and these weeks of being home together. I'll get used to it. The kids will get used to it. We'll start to handle it better, but I'm not. (laughs) Reality is changed, and I don't like it. I want it to be over to go back to normal, to the way that things used to be. Well, today, in our gospel lesson, we meet the disciples, and they do not like the new world that they find themselves living in. They hope and they pray that they can just go back to normal. But their reality has changed. I think maybe, just maybe, if we lock our doors tight, if we close our eyes, if we huddle together with those we know best, maybe we can just shut out the world and pretend this isn't happening. We find the disciples hiding in an upper room a few days after Jesus has been crucified. After some of them betrayed him, denied him, abandoned him in his greatest hour of need, So of course they're afraid. They're probably also carrying shame and doubt and grief and anger, confusion. They wish it hadn't happened. They wished it wasn't happening to them. And now, as if that weren't enough, they do not know what to make of all this wild news that they've just heard. They've heard this, but can they believe it? Mary, Mary Magdalene comes to them and she says, I have seen the Lord. He is resurrected from the dead. Could they possibly believe her? They can't. (laughs) The world has a long track record, after all, of not believing women. So here they find themselves in this upper room discussing that, hiding, when all of a sudden Jesus, like a ghost, appears to them through those closed doors. Well, no wonder they're afraid. But immediately Jesus says to them, Peace be with you. He shows them his hands and his sides, where he had been pierced and nailed to the cross, wounds still visible on his resurrected body. He says, As my Father sends me to earth now, I leave you with the gift of the Holy Spirit to empower you in your work disciples rejoice. They turn from fear to awe and hope. Could it be their Lord really is alive? They have seen the resurrection. Well, Thomas, good old Thomas missed it. He too wants to see Jesus with his own eyes. Can you blame him? Everybody else has. Mary Magdalene, the other disciples. They saw him and they believed. Thomas wants in on it. So he demands that Jesus appear to him, Jesus does, and Thomas sees, and he too believes in resurrection. Well, they thought that their reality had changed before, but now things have really changed forever. Because death, death is no longer the end. Resurrection is real, not only for Jesus, but he's telling us it's for every single one of us. There's so much that the disciples don't know, so many questions that they have for Jesus, for God, for each other. But one thing is clear, they are never going back to the way things were before. They realize that with God through Jesus Christ, there is no such thing as normal or easy, comfortable or clear. The death of Jesus exposed so much about their world and their own lives. The violence that those in power were so quick to wield to kill Jesus because he spread a message of peace and of love and of hope. It threatened their egos and their power, so they killed him. They also examined their own quick willingness to abandon him in his greatest hour of need. The cross exposes Jesus's willingness to face death rather than betray his kingdom where everybody is cared for, especially the least of these. The disciples now know all of this about their world, their government, themselves. There's no going back. And of course now, resurrection has exposed so much about God that no cross, no violence. No act of human betrayal is stronger than God's ability to overcome death, to bring peace, to love us so much, to save us all. Jesus comes to all of us, those of us like Mary who are faithful till the end, mourning and caring for Jesus, and then immediately believes when Jesus says her name. God also comes to those of us like the disciples who live most days with a lot of fear, who are no saints, who betray and deny our faith again and again. Jesus comes to them and to us and says, peace be with you. My new life is for you and the world. And there are those of us like Thomas who demand to see Jesus, who need some kind of tangible proof, even when others are so sure. Jesus comes to him and says, hear, see, believe. Resurrection means that God never abandons us, never abandons the disciples. That love always wins. The reality has changed forever. So now what? Jesus says to the disciples, you can't know this truth. You can't live into this new reality and stay locked up in a room. You've got to go out of here and tell others. Soon Jesus says, I'm going to ascend to heaven and I will leave you to build my church, to build my kingdom here on earth. But he doesn't leave him a roadmap. There is going to be struggle and pain and rejection. There's going to be uncertainty. All the disciples know is that they've got to take the next faithful step and begin to live with this new reality where violence and fear and death never have the final word. And to live as if love is real. And to know as they do that, that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit will be with them always. What does all of this mean for us today, during this pandemic? There are many reasons to be weary, but I think that the uncertainty of it all weighs on me heavily. My guess is it's weighing on you too, because we don't have answers for so many things. We don't have a roadmap for what's next. We don't have answers. And as much as I hope and I pray and I wait for it, I also know deep down in my soul that there is no normal. We are not going to magically return to the way things were before this pandemic started. Because this time has exposed so much about our world, about ourselves, exposed the inequalities in people's access to housing, to food, the internet, to safe working environments, to access to healthcare, It's exposed the real trauma of healthcare workers and what they need to be safe and healthy. It's exposed in a big way who the economy benefits and who it doesn't. It's exposed the effect on our planet when we stop polluting so much. Those images of blue skies over cities right now are stunning. This time too has also exposed people's real desire for connection our willingness to help our neighbors, this undeniable truth that we belong to each other. It's helped us examine what truly matters and that what happens to one of us is connected to what happens to all of us. Friends on a moral and a spiritual and a psychological level, we can't go back. There is so much that we don't know right now. But here's the thing, God doesn't promise us certainty or comfort or all the answers at once. We do know that fear and denial and death, they are not the ultimate answers. The good news is, we do know that Jesus meets us where we are, even when we are afraid and greets us with peace says don't shut out the world, go. Do the next faithful thing in my name, trusting that I am your sure foundation when everything else feels shaky. Trust that the Holy Spirit is with you. Pray, feed the hungry, spread joy, advocate for the vulnerable, heal the sick, protect our planet tell hard truths, care for the common good, make necessary sacrifices. And with your whole being, live as if God's promise of life and peace and justice have the final word. Live, Jesus says, as if my kingdom has come on earth as it is in heaven. Because we know that no matter what, love wins. God's love wins. Resurrection means that love is our strength and our hope and our ultimate answer. This, friends, we know for sure. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful, and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.